that's I, that's a bummer, but I can understand it. I, I saw how much hard work the wave PHP was, and you're not saying it's never going to happen again. You're saying that the it's unlikely. It's unlikely. <laughs> so there's a chance. You're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 140. I'm your host, John Condon. With me as always, unfortunately, Eric Van Johnson. Hello, my friends. <laughs> I am the voice of reason. And... And uh, only one and, with any and, sort of talent. And the person that's going to fix this in post, Tom Rideout. Hey! I hope, I hope hey. Eric's, I hope Eric's not the one with reason. Oh, he's definitely not. For sure. This is going to be a jam-packed show full of information. Did you know that? Did you know that? I didn't. Well, now you do. I thought, but, I thought we had talked last week about less of... At the information and we're gonna have highs we're gonna have lows we're not gonna we're not going through like news headlines like you like to do that's what we're doing less of oh damn john's like taking charge no the, that's i think that's what he was referencing no, to don't stop okay please don't do that <laughs> you, you can stop that anytime for sure this is why you want to tune in to the live video people <laughs> We will not re- we will not be recapping that one. <laughs> Thank God. Does, but you don't have to tune in live because it lives on, on YouTube forever. Even if you try to delete the thing, it'll still be there. Our, our YouTube views have been going up. I don't know if you guys have noticed. I think the last one was like at 70 or something, which, I mean, it's minor in the YouTube world, but it's double what we used to have. Yeah, you're, we're nowhere near getting advertisements with that. Don't worry, anybody that wants to watch advertisements, advertisements, I don't think is anywhere in our future. (laughs) No. So, uh, you know, that's fine. We're staying real to the streets, to the PHP streets where we're real. We're real. You can't buy us. I mean, you could. Somebody's been drinking again. That is your business model, actually, is to to buy you. Oh, uh, John's been trying to kill me this week. Apparently, he's not happy enough being the only one that's had a heart attack. He's he's been trying to inflict one on me <laughs> all week long. Seems all cruel. week, all uh, week. It's been two days for crying out loud. We start so yeah. Uh, John and I started started playing racquetball again, or not again for him and I. This is our first time playing racquetball oh. together, but we've played in the past, right? So we've been fondling blue balls. Finally, finally joined a gym down the street from the office and got in there uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Thomas, I'm not even joking, man. I was, I was hurt. Look, see, look at my video. I saw, I, Did you I see that? Say it. I haven't even touched it. Wasn't saying anything. I was letting you go. Oh my goodness. So anyways, first thing, all I'm going to say is, is John absolutely kicked my ass. No, did not. And like the first day. So I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not completely not athletic. I'm like kind of athletic. Mm. And it's. I would describe you days. best as post-athletic. Post. All right. Okay. I'm good he, with post, yeah, post-athletic. But, but what he's saying is he has skill. Like. He, when he hits the ball, there's a shit ton of power behind the ball. And yeah, yeah. When I when I hit the ball, it kind of just kind of floats up to the front wall, barely touches it. He hits the thing with authority, and I don't know what to do. Well, what's funny is both days, Tuesday and Wednesday, the first game the of both days, I like jump ahead like it's like five six nothing i'm like just i'm crushing it right <laughs> and then that's it <laughs> it's like six nothing you know then the, to, to to score you actually have to get the ball you have to serve so john gets the ball it'll, it'll be one six two six three six four six five six 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 seven six eight six <laughs> it's just like it's just like hit a wall and just stop <laughs> meanwhile i'm constantly checking like so are you okay 
You want to quit? Should we stop? Are you done? I'm like, the lines are wiggling for you too, right? I mean, you're seeing that, right? <laughs> Oh, oh my poor god. god! It's cool. It's I, cool I how the pattern of the die. floor moves. It really throws you off your game. <laughs> you feel like throwing up too, right? Is that just me? <laughs> I was like, no, man. You know, meanwhile, John's off in the corner, like planking and doing push-ups and stuff. I'm like, uh, am I holding you up? <laughs> oh my god! It's funny because it's true. Oh. <laughs> Man, man, oh man. I mean, it was so but it was it's definitely that good feeling. Like wait when you finish No, you're not describing and, and a good feeling at all. I'm telling you, you're like completely spent and you realize you have you really have nothing left. Like you you had nothing left before you stopped. And you were right. <laughs> like you you the tank was empty. I don't know. I I enjoy that feeling. I, I love that just you're laying there and your body's like throbbing a little bit and i, I felt know, bad i guess it felt bad because both days i ended up leaving before eric left and he's sitting there like nope i, I need a few more minutes <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i feel bad i'm like walking away from you and you're gonna like collapse or something <laughs> especially especially that second day i'm just like no you're gonna want to go <laughs> I don't want you to see me like this. <laughs> the trauma team is on their way in while Eric, while John's on his way out. Oh man, it was brutal. I mean, the, okay, was the important brutal. question though is: at this gym, have you guys already scouted where the the defib machines are? Do you know what to do <laughs> when it happens? Oh man, that's a good question. No, the the first day I did go, I'm sure I'm sure they have them. So I went during lunch. Eric had a client meeting he was at. So my first time going to this gym and I felt intimidated because I don't go to the gym and I walk in. I, my first thing I do is kind of just slowly walk around, not knowing where to go, what to do. Can someone, I want someone to give me a tour or something. So instead I just walk around. I'm like, all right, I'll just jump on the treadmill for 15 minutes. Do that. Meanwhile, I'm watching other people work out and, Again, very intimidated. Finally finish running and I go hit a couple of machines and I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's a ring, ringing endorsement. Yeah. I'm just... No, it feels good. It feels good to get, get back to the gym. Yeah. Definitely. But man, am I sore right now. After that, the, my, my forearms, I can't fully straighten my arms right now because they're so sore. Nuts. You're, but I think you're selling this whole experience all wrong. I'm not trying to sell an experience. <laughs> I am talking about an experience. Not selling it. It's not for everyone. Alright, alright. I'm just happy to be doing it. So there. What else have you guys been up to other than me trying to kill Eric? <laughs> I went to a trivia night at a bar. You're not selling this. Oh. <laughs> yes. I, uh, Was there more to that story? <laughs> I mean, if you know if you know my lifestyle, that's a pretty significant uh, movement forward. But uh, uh, yeah, we we won trivia night, and I made some friends and and some people I don't really want to know, and it was interesting. Oh. <laughs> okay. Again, not selling this. Not. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Dealing with Horizon still, or or like not dealing with it, just watching it be a pain in the ass. I thought you figured it and... out last week. Yes, yeah, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what what issues have you run into now? Uh, I have uh, eleven thousand. Oh, I, I have something. I have something special for this, John. Are you watching your I screen? Am. Okay, go ahead. Tell us about Horizon. I have eleven thousand nine hundred and thirty-nine <laughs> jobs, and uh, it's been the same number, plus or minus five, for the last two days. They're just not clearing, not airing out, being processed, and then going back into the queue an infinite number of times. 
I, that doesn't sound like I feel like I feel like a parrot, but that doesn't sound like a, a Horizon issue for me. Well, it was it was all working before Horizon when we were on Iron IO, and I think it's a timeouts and retry limits conflict. I think if mm-hmm. if you have uh, if you have your global retry lower than your per job retry, then it doesn't consider the job having failed to have been a failed attempt, so it retries it again without incrementing the retry counter. And, uh, yeah. So that's, I think it's a configuration issue, but it's just another configuration issue. Well, I've kind of felt your pain this week with uh, Laravel products, Thomas. Um, not Horizon, specifically. But did you get yelled at for what Forge. I said? No, <laughs> no. But for, I, I mentioned a couple shows back how I started using Forge, and you know we paid for it for a year. We paid for the business model. Mm-hmm. Um, that allows you to have teams and a few other things. So we we are onboarding this new client. I mean, they, they're onboarded. We're actually migrating this new client over to AWS, and I told. The developer who was working on it, I'm like, hey, you know, he came to me. He goes, hey, you know, I just need a simple web server to deploy deploy a Laravel app. I'm like, you know what? Forge does deployments to AWS. I haven't used it yet, but let's go ahead and set that up. That way, you don't have to worry about it. It's pretty. I've been using it with DigitalOcean. It's pretty pretty straightforward, pretty basic. Uh, not a whole lot to it. Man, I tell you what, I could not get Forge to successfully deploy a workable image on AWS and stay connected to Forge. So Forge would like, when I finally got the credentials set up correctly so that Forge would actually deploy, which was a little bit of chore. And again, to one of your main complaints, there's no freaking documentation for this anywhere i'm going around looking at other people's blog posts on how they have their setup and none of those were correct because things have changed in forge so i figure i finally figure out what needs to be done and i get forge set up so that it's finally creating an image but it's not running any of the scripts that it's supposed to run to create accounts so that i can log in the the password it gives you to log in doesn't work what and it no longer connects like after it spins it up it no longer connects back to forge yeah so forge it it just disappears from forge which is kind of defeats the purpose of me putting it on forge and i i tell you i spent probably a good two three hours on this because it should have been super simple and had it worked, it would have saved us some time. It ended up costing me more time. And I really got triggered when I'm like, okay, well, fuck this. I'm paying for a business account. I'm opening a support ticket. Guess what? There's no freaking support link on Forge. I suppose you have to post on Twitter or some bullshit like that. What? It's like, listen, I'm, that doesn't I'm running a right business here. Uh, I, can, I can find a support link. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I try to be as fair about this stuff as possible, but as a business owner who's paying for a top tier service from a, another business <laughs> and not being able to just say, click on a support link somewhere and get support, it really pisses the me off. The problem is you're paying for the business level, not the enterprise level. See, problem solved. <laughs> look, at, look at John. John tossing out the enterprise. <laughs> And, and I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I have plenty of back channels I could go through and probably get this resolved. You but know, it's you know bullshit. a guy. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's bullshit to me. It's like, I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to depend on my friendships to get this business issue resolved. I don't know. I, that, that really, really, really triggered me today. And of course, you know, I got this developer who's like, "Hey, man, I could have spun up the server by now. What's going on?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I know, man. Let me, you know, let's see if we can get this worked out." And ended up wasting more of his time, which he was again, he was being a little confrontational for. with you too. 
Yeah. Like, just oh, but calm down. That out in people. Just calm down. I do. <laughs> I, I naturally make people aggressive. You know, that's just who, who I am. But yeah, man. I mean, I, I tell you, I, I, I was, I, I was pretty irritated by that. Did you? Did you so, immediately think of me? I did. I, 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 sw- I swear to God, that's the All first right. thing. I'm like, I'm, Thomas is going to have a field day with this. See, I'm just, too. I'm just glad. I'm glad that that I've worked myself into your subconscious in that way. When but, something goes wrong, yeah. you think of me immediately. Doesn't AWS already have this feature <laughs> though? of spinning up machines isn't it code deploy or something else that will spin up machines and tear them down for you uh, yeah and, and you have to configure it and yeah and, but... i'm sure it's just a configuration issue but <laughs> <laughs> and and, for, and again everything i everything i was going to do through forge i could do on aws including the whole deployment of github when i push the master all this can be configured in aws but as you very well know, John, configuring things in AWS is not uh, pain, very straightforward pain in the either. Ass, for so, sure. Yeah. And, and so we're paying for Forge and you wanted to use it. Right. Makes sense. So, yeah, I was I was disappointed with the. I, 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 I'll say I've been very happy with what we've been doing with it on uh, DigitalOcean. And I, I've been very happy with DigitalOcean just pretty much across the board. Um, they're they're really it, stepping their game up. I mean, they keep they yeah, keep, yeah. keep going and going. Yeah, they, they're adding great yeah. new features. You just you run into those few features. And you're like, oh, if it only had this, I would, could probably move something over here. Uh, most yeah. most recently, I really wanted a a more in depth firewall feature doing rate limiting. And they just, they don't have that. They just have the ports on or off. But the mm. firewall, the firewall in DigitalOcean is somewhat new within the past year or two. So they are adding features constantly. Well, I, I think my, I mean, I, I've said a long time ago that I'm, I'm moving away from Laravel specific packages when I'm developing. And I'm just integrating the basic level stuff you know none of the facades and service providers and helpers and all that just give me the give me the api let me call that i'm happy and and i think more and more i'm stepping away from new products that promise the world as well because i've implemented several solutions now that are new and supposed to be awesome that end up being incomplete and buggy and really there was already a service available that was tried and true and wouldn't have produced these kinds of problems i mean if i if i were to go back to queuing you know i'd, I'd be going with beanstalk and some other front end for beanstalk instead of horizon i wouldn't i wouldn't yeah, recommend but... horizon to anybody Horizon has some pretty damn good features though that you don't I haven't replicated with Beanstalk D. I haven't the, seen those features pan out to be helpful at all. Well fair point, but the There's the, there's shiny it, features for sure, but they're not useful. There there are things like it it'll tell you again, I haven't used Horizon, so I'm going off memory here. But doesn't give you like average rate of completion, jobs per minute being completed. That's sure. Information? I I I I have that stuff, but but there are Beanstalk front ends that do the same thing. I need to find that because the one I use doesn't have that, and I'm in the process of writing something so I know how quickly jobs are processing, so that I can start building and monitoring because. I have very basic monitoring right now around, mm-hmm. hey, there's more than X jobs in this tube to be completed. And that doesn't tell me anything because that could just be fine and they'll they'll be completed within 10 minutes. So now I'm trying to use historical data to say, based on the rate of completion, these 10,000 jobs will be done within 
an hour and then build up monitoring around that. If it's going to take more than four hours to complete, then alert me. But at least I know jobs are processing. Yeah, I I mean, I, I've looked at the Beanstalk tools page. If you go to GitHub, Beanstalk D, Wiki, there's a whole tools page. And they've got apps that are specific to Zend and give you rates and priorities and waiting and buried, delayed, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. I mean, you, you can get all that information out of it. Um, I, I use that second one, Beanstalk Console, and I've actually contributed to that one. They accepted a pull request of mine. So I'll have to look at some of these See, others. I, I have Horizon watching 10 queues, and as soon as I started queuing up a large amount of jobs on them, I realized I didn't have a way of, from Horizon to just flush the queues. So I had to build a tool to do that. And that was where I started to get frustrated with Horizon. When you say flushy, you just delete all the jobs out of it? Yeah, just clear all the jobs. Hmm. To me, that's a management job that's the first one that you write for a queuing system, is to literally manage the queue by flushing it or raising priorities or whatever. Um, and that's just non-existent. Uh, I, I'm, I mean, the reason I, the reason I, I, it's not a bigger deal for me this week though, is that I just stopped caring. I stopped caring about all of my horizon troubles and I'm just watching it spin its wheels on this 11,938 jobs right now <laughs> with 19 workers. All right. Well, I don't want to be the podcast, the bitch and moan about Laravel every week. So let's, uh, see ya. Maybe cut, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I do have an interesting uh there, there was an interesting topic that came up this week about laravel so maybe we'll what this, back the deprecations that. the other one that has me infuriated you're infuriated about it yeah yeah oh yeah yeah the the, the laravel so laravel 5.8 uh taylor announced that he was deprecating the array and the string helpers that he uses and man, this one hits me hard because I use the, his helpers way too frequently. Now, apparently they'll still be there. You can still call them as static functions. That just the helpers aren't won't, won't be part of the the package. So I don't know what that means to, for me as far as migrating my code bases. It's I'm gonna have to. It's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. So it's such an, and, a massive pain in the ass, and uh, for all of the libraries. Oh, for my code base, I'm dependent on libraries that I can guarantee call those helpers. And interesting. And 5.8 is not just deprecating them; it's marking them as deprecated and then removing them in 5.9. So, mm. 5.8 is when you're supposed to stop stop using them. 5.9, which is I think like nine months away, maybe later, a little bit later, still. To have a completely backwards-breaking change that's going to crush all of your libraries and dependencies and your entire code base. I mean, and and within within a minor version number, I I bitch plenty yeah. about Semver here, but seriously, this this breaks basic versioning completely. The idea of versioning is completely broken by doing this. Why have numbers for your versions at all? And the argument I heard was that you can do this with basic uh, function calls, but the whole point is they're array help. They're, are they're just helpers? So how is that hurting anything? They said it was polluting what the I global saw, namespace, and I just don't get it. The, the, yeah, this I, all, this I, all, I didn't understand that argument the, either. It all went down in about six hours from a pull request. Somebody submitted a pull request to the Laravel framework that said, hey, uh, I'm marking all of these helpers as deprecated because they create problems uh, when they conflict with other existing helpers in your project, or if you pull in a library that has helpers of its own, it creates conflicts. And within, I think it was six or seven hours, Taylor said, 
huh, yeah, I agree. Merge request, and then 5.9 will remove the deprecated items. There was no discussion. There was no community outreach. What do you think about this? It was just pull request sent, pull request received, pull request merged. And I could not believe not only how how quickly it happened, but how this massive change was brought into the ecosystem with no input whatsoever from anybody. Just drives me crazy. That is and, and if you if you think you can just upgrade from five eight to five nine, you're in for a really, really bad time. Um for library developers, the the deprecation means that you absolutely must remove all references from your next version for 5.8. It doesn't mean that you should think about it. It means that when 5.9 comes out, your shit will be broken. You will get a flood of issues and pull requests from people trying to fix it. Uh, it's just... It's so poorly thought out. And... And of course, Spady, our our favorite freak Murs, pops into the thread and says, "Okay, well, I'll include him in a package of my own, and you guys can include my package." So now there's going to be a Laravel helpers package that's just going to be in your project now, like like the forum and package. It, it, I was saying this is kind of what Laravel Collective did with the forum stuff as well, and the and the other HTML helpers that that were out there. Which was a point of confusion for me because I thought the Laravel Collective was an extension of Laravel under the supervision of Taylor to say, okay, I'm moving these packages off to the Laravel Collective. Which oh, God, no. Start, you know, I'm in the Laravel from a, Collective. He'd never allow that. From a naming convention made sense. And it wasn't until sometime later I discovered, no, yeah, exactly right. That's not the case. The Laravel Collective is just a bunch of people – who decided, well, wait a minute, we found this stuff, stuff helpful. Let us maintain it as a separate project. And, and to be clear, the Laravel Collective is only tools that have been deleted from Laravel that are now being maintained by other people. That's all right. it is. The Iron MQ driver, which I'm the maintainer of, um, the the form helpers, the just blade stuff that's been removed from the framework. I mean... I just, I'm getting so tired of, of every day a new broken thing or a poorly thought out thing. And then I guess there's a giant announcement for this year's Laracon where he's he's got the hype train rolling on it and everyone's... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to get tied up in that. Like, I... I, I... I, I'm so I'm so tired of of that. And he we, he needs I, to I'm stop not... with new stuff. He needs to focus on fixing. Well, he the he, issues he needs to stop on. acting like he's Steve Jobs. Is what he has to do. He remember. Okay, well, that's Steve it. Jobs got, now we're done. Steve Jobs now we're done. For what he did. Now we're done bitching about Laravel. <laughs> okay, can we be done now, please? I I, I don't you know, have, I, I don't have any more tickets for Laravel. I'm fine. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take the bullet for it this week. I, I'm the one that brought up the topics. I, I understand that. I, I try to be as fair and honest as I can about this, and I'm sure I'm, I'm Taylor CNN news uh, as far as he's concerned. Fake but, news. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I do have some good news, I, and I'm surprised nobody uh, reached out to me. And mention my post on Patreon. Matter of fact, let's uh, let's throw up our thank our Patreons here. Uh, nobody, nobody. Did you notice the post on Patreon, Thomas? There are no posts. Did you get on a notification? That the hell there isn't. I, I think I've got really bad news for you. What? I think you think you Don't posted on me. Patreon, and there is no post on Patreon. Wait a second! Don't tell me it. Actually, let, let me switch over to uh, let me switch over to Firefox so everybody can see me do this live. Uh, Patreon, it's uh, eon.com slash php ugly. Please tell me you posted. 
Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I was looking at something else, I guess. Oh, so it is there. Ah, it's there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It came in. He used short I, open tags. I am ex- I am excited about this. So, uh, did that, uh, I forgot to switch over here. Here we go. So, uh, if you're a Patreon, we, uh, we, we got our little mini lanyards in, our PHP Ugly mini lanyards. Now, you are, you are sending so me one out, right? Are you, are you a, a patron? I, I didn't see. Let, are you a patron? Me see, on is your name Patreon? on the list? Uh, not seeing, not seeing a write-out, not seeing a Thomas. But you wouldn't be happy to be going as, for, as buttery crumpet, would you? No. So, um, so yeah, boom, they're in, they're in, man. Uh, really, really excited. So we'll be, we'll be getting those out. I have a whole bag of. Of a few of them. I don't think you said what they are for the people who actually listen to the podcast. I said I said the mini lanyard. Didn't I say you, the mini lanyards? Did. The PHP uh, mini lanyards. I might have, I might have just so, I might be too used to your voice. It might have faded out. You, you just naturally ignore me. It's kind of a talent, actually. Hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. So, I'm excited about the lanyards. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be shipping stuff out here soon, and I think we're gonna get a PO box too. So if people want to ship us things, they can ship us things too. But uh, yeah, nothing that organic, was fun. please. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing growing or grown. Yeah. Why? Why would somebody ship us that? I don't know. That's the Just, it's, it's important to put it out there. <laughs> but but why? I don't get it. So, yes, buttery, buttery. You are high on our list of of how we, we we need to figure out to get get packages to external people, people outside the the uh, continental U.S. It's crazy how much it costs to send mail still uh, in this day and age. I mean, like I, like the the lanyards, well. Actually, I paid for the. Lanyard. I actually paid extra to have the lanyards made in the U.S. But had I met, had them made in China, they would have actually been cheaper to send to have them made in China and sent to me. But for me to send them back to China is like four times as expensive than anywhere else. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> so maybe that's what I should. Maybe I should just have them made in China and then just mailed from the factory to buttery crumpet. <laughs> Do you guys uh do you guys feel like talking about ethics at all? Always. Is it gonna be coding ethics? Because I'd I'd really like to try to stay stay down the path of, you know, like entertaining our developers. I mean friends. I can shuffle the cards a little and make it specifically coding ethics. <laughs> okay. We we talked a few uh months Aww, back about having thanks, <laughs> Buttery, you're the best. Uh, we talked about having an ethics sort of topic show, and lately I, I keep finding myself running into interesting points of conversation for coding ethics. Um, the one that really got me thinking was the safe face pledge. Have mm-hmm. you guys heard about this at all? No. Nope. It's a, it's a pledge for people who work on facial recognition software to basically say, yeah, make the pledge. Like, say that you're not going to, to be a bad actor in this modern evolution of facial recognition tech. And I was reading through it and I was struck by uh, how strange that this was being applied to people because there's a historical reference for it. So the the pledge has like four main points. Um, Show value for human life, dignity, and rights. Address harmful bias. Facilitate transparency. And embed commitments into business practices. And that sounded a lot to me like Asimov's 
rules for robotics. Mm-hmm. And I started to think, well, like, the, the pop culture reference, the pop culture understanding of Asimov's rules for robots is that it, it applies to the robot. It applies to what the robot thinks of when it's trying to make a decision. But it also applies to the creation of this robot. It applies to the people writing the software saying, I won't put this functionality in place because it is harmful to society. Uh, and, you know, with China, we already have a society that is tracking and giving scores to people based off of facial recognition and behavior recognition and stuff like that. So it's not crazy to say that this technology is a, a far-flung future thing that we don't have to worry about now. It's something that's being actively worked on. People are quitting Google and Amazon because of their relationships to the government in developing facial recognition technology. Um, and I think we can, for the most part, agree with, like, the thing the pledge is aiming to say, which is, you know, do good. Uh, the, so number one is show value for human life, dignity, and rights uh, by acknowledging that decisions that foreseeably increase the risk to human life are too dangerous for artificial intelligence and by refraining from selling or providing facial analysis technologies to locate or identify targets in operations where lethal force may be used or is contemplated. And that's something a lot of developers can agree on, but are you going to quit your job or get fired? That, that's, that's always been the problem with some of these pledges. Is Okay, so you... You think this way, whether you take the pledge or not. If if you're being asked to do this, if you disagree with it, you're going to quit. The company is going to find somebody that will do what they want done. That's the key, right? This isn't this isn't like the medical field, and even in the medical field where where they have these oaths that they that 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 they're bound to by practice. Like if you don't adhere to this oath, we will remove your license. You still have people who skirt the, those responsibilities. I I think I think it's good to put it out there. I think it's good that we as a society, especially for the non-technical people, get them thinking about it. It's like, hey, this is something that you need to be aware of, you need to think about. But end of day I don't know if it's going to do anything. It's, I think it's good for technical people too, in the sense that I may accept a job not thinking about those consequences, but by having looked at this oath or, you know, said I was going to abide by it, then maybe it makes me think a little bit differently where I may be, mm -hmm. I may be too far down the road of creating something, not realizing the end game at that point. Right. And it, I, I we we've had similar conversations i mean we all have different moralities and ethical uh barriers that you know and john and i have had the discussion as business owners of you know where ours lie because you know we may see differently on exactly where you know our moralities or ethical barriers are but we have to we have to have a consensus as a business where they lie. And so in, in, you know, we're not programming artificial intelligence or facial recognition, not yet anyways. I mean, this, this is actually something that could hit well, very close to home. There's going to be a ubiquity soon. Like there's going to be a point where the facial recognition tech <clears throat> is so common that people start asking for these shitty implementations uh, but but the the point I'm going with here, Thomas, is that this argument can be made on other things that we have all accepted. I mean, you know, the the big elephant in the room with us is you know adult content, right? Some Hardcore of us here pornography. Make, make a, is someone here involved yeah. in that? <laughs> yeah, you know, some of us here make a living off this, and there are people in the industry that would flat out not take a job not even entertain the possibility 
of of doing this. It's, it's been my experience that they take the job, they show up for one day, and they never show up again. <laughs> now, I'm sure there's plenty that have just flat out turned down the job because of their because of their morality or their ethical beliefs. So, uh, you know, again, where's that slide bar in? Well, I, and again, I'm not I'm not trying to call you out. I'm, by no means you you understand. I'm not trying to call you yeah, out. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying that that it's a sliding bar. You know, I, I have to tell you that it for my job, the greatest issues I've had are the morality of other people, uh, and mm-hmm. and from the people I've seen who can't stay in the industry, the people who did show up for one day, it wasn't their morality that that made them leave. It was their significant others or family members. Right. But, and I don't want to focus on, on that one field, but my, my point being that, 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 that morality is a sliding scale. Yeah. It's a point in example. The, the things with like face, facial recognition, you will have a group of developers that say, no, this piece isn't harmful. I'm, I'm okay doing this. And you'll constantly have people who are pushing the boundaries, who still believe that they're staying on the right side but they have justifications for you know why they're at, why they're at where they're at with their morality. Well, I think one of the one of the greatest missing components is the teeth of the whole thing. The there is the tech industry is notoriously non-union. Uh, there have been attempts since the '90s to try and uni- unionize developers, but it's never panned out to be anything even remotely successful, and. Pledges like these hold no weight if there is no union to try and enforce a group morality. Um, and the fact that we saw net neutrality defeated at the government level just goes to show that it doesn't matter how many people strongly believe in something. As long as there's one person in charge who doesn't give a shit about you, he's going to make the move without you. And and I totally agree that that is a problem, that yeah, if if you can't find U.S. workers to implement your facial recognition technology, you're going to go to places that don't care as much. And but there is there is an active resistance of people saying it's not okay for Amazon to do this, it's not okay for Google to do this, and and Facebook. I mean, people are just in general done with Facebook, upset with Facebook. Um, but it, it doesn't mean that there aren't moral questions that don't have good answers in our workplaces yet because I've worked on stuff that I was not morally 100% on board with and because I had no system to back me up there was no way I could go to a group and say I can't work on this but if I don't they'll fire me what do I do? You know, then the workers will never have any means to enforce the ideals that we hold. That's a valid point. I mean, that's valid. I I, I hear what you're saying. It's valid. Okay. Can we cheer things up a little bit? I mean, this... This 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 whole show is just dragging so bad and no it's and we're not like wonderful. we're not even to we're not even to the doom and gloom yet so I I do have some good news uh, I don't like to talk about competitors not that they're competitors you guys are always busting my balls about the fact that I talk about other podcasts nobody has acknowledged the fact okay so they are that competitors. I haven't done. I haven't done it in a very long time. Haven't I haven't done I haven't spoken about other podcasts in some time now. But I gotta give props where props are due. Um Dev Hell uh, has quote unquote come back. Oh really? Uh, there was a lot of talk of that Dev Hell who is uh, grumpy programmer Chris uh, what's Chris's last name? Tankersley? Harches. Huh? Harches. Chris Harches and Ed Finkler. Um those two guys it's it's no secret that you know I based kind of some of the concepts around PHP Ugly from listening to them. They they 
been doing this way longer than we have, I think by a few years. Um, but they had taken a leave of absence for about a year, maybe a little longer. And then they finally, they released another show. So it was great to hear from those guys. I, I really enjoyed listening to them. Um, they, they've actually released two shows. I guess I guess the previous show that they released, uh, Ed had just edited an old show, that an old episode that they had done. Ed had edited it together and released it. Then they got together and did another one. So Dev Hell, if, if you enjoy listening to develop, developers talk about their days, Dev Hell is a, a real good one to listen to. They're more polished than we are. Much more polished, much more well spoken, and and actually working on interesting things, and they actually talk about code shit, not this you know fucking belly aching that we do. We seem to be doing week after week. Um, so yeah, check them out. I've been working on code okay. this week. Have you? Yeah. What have you been working on? It's a little thing called Laravel Horizon. <laughs> Okay. No, I uh, I actually I got a, a cool ticket this week for implementing a big uh, AJAX-driven dynamic filtering system, and man, I just when JavaScript works, I just love JavaScript. I I still <laughs> hate it, but when it works, it is just the prettiest thing. Lots of like mm-hmm. nice soft fade-ins, dynamic data. I'm not even using React or Vue at this point. I'm just just spitting raw HTML out of a server, but it's so pretty, and <laughs> i I wish I could get. I wish I could do ninety percent of all of my stuff in JavaScript, and then and then let someone you, fix you the. You can. It's called Node.js. Well, no, that's it's the part that's it's the part that sucks after you've got exactly what you want, except it's one pixel off. That I want to just hand over to somebody else. Well, that's not that's not JavaScript. That's CSS, man. That's a whole different field. I was, oh, say, I, I was gonna say fade ins and all that. You gotta be either using a library or CSS for that, not necessarily JavaScript, right? God, we gotta use both. We got. We, I have like my project manager has posters of of cross browser compatible functions, and it's like you can't use this because. IE7 doesn't support it. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> IE7's not supported. Uh, it's it's been fun. I like new stuff to tackle. Yeah, I never noticed. I wonder if uh, where, where's our where's our Skype? where's my Skype? At? Is my if I do this on Skype, will will this show up on our stream? No, it doesn't show up on the stream. The little emojis don't show up on the stream. Little hearts. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good. Well, that's a bummer. You already have too much power. Sorry. I say I already got this made for you, Thomas. Ugh. Ugh. <sighs> if you're watching the stream, I got a little. I got little gifts for Thomas now when he starts talking. To better express my feelings. Yes, to write me off as quickly as possible. <laughs> oh, I, I have too much fun with this. <laughs> well, we are uh, quickly approaching a long show. And I have my own doom and gloom to talk about. Oh my god. Yes, we, ha- what? we, have, doom- we have doom and gloom this week. What? Yeah. So, we're, we're making the... Official announcement right here on PHP Ugly. Wave PHP is not coming back in 2019. Just cut to the chase. Not happening. We uh, made, just, we made I the. I just told my mom I was going to be coming back to San Diego for a conference. Oh, well, you lied. You lied I to saw, her. I saw Gishu was on on Discord too, so I, I, I was making me feel even worse. Yeah. I can't even joke about this. I mean, I, you know, normally I would I would put all the blame on John's shoulders and stuff, but I mean, we're just yeah. We it was a, a extremely really, hard decision to make. Uh, so, is twenty twenty on the table? Yes, it's not uh, off I, the table. No, it's not off the table. But I, I'm not even going to say it's on the table. I'm not. Um. I don't know. 
I mean, the the amount of yeah effort that it requires to put on a conference, the financial responsibility, the I mean, we we really felt we learned a lot last year, but we lost so much money that that the prospect of going through it again is hard. The so the, the stress factor. So the th- the thing is, I mean, we didn't want to lose money last year, but we we were prepared in the sense that we had saved the money away to, to do it. Right. You had you Obviously, had bankrolled we, it so that it, it could happen. Right. So I mean, nothing came out of John and I's personal pocket. Oh, well, it, Diego it Depp, came out of our personal you know, pocket. <laughs> well, if, if you through, through Diego Dev, but I, the the the. The real the real struggle for us was that you know we we felt that if if we had enough of a turnout that we could recover uh, money to kind of seed for the next year we'd be okay and we didn't I mean when, when we when we really broke down the ticket sales and and how many people paid for tickets and you know what we had to cover we basically would have to we should have done four times what we had done. And then, you know, there was a lot of talk. Everybody was excited after Wave PHP. Uh, a lot of sponsors said that they wanted to get involved. And some, you know, even went as far as to say they wanted to be a feature sponsor. So John and I were honestly working on Wave PHP 2019. And we had been working very diligently for the last mo- for probably last month to, to secure dates with the Bahia. We've also been working with Cascadia PHP so that we wouldn't overlap. And actually, we also sent out and, an RFP to other hotels in the area because it, but the Bahia didn't have the dates we wanted. So, I mean, we definitely put in a lot more work than just working with the Bahia. So right. we, we got a bunch of proposals and, in from other places and spent a lot of time on it. As things as things turned out, I mean, we, we managed to work out dates that got us in the Bahia. And the Bahia reached out to us and said, okay, you know, we need to start talking contracts and deposits. And that's when John and I, we were kind of like, well, we have to get a commitment from sponsors. And, you know, the ones we reached out to, especially, you know, the big one we were hoping for, just basically told us flat out, things have changed. There's no sponsorship money this year. We're sorry. And that just kind of put the brakes on it for us. We are just like... We're not in a position. I mean, we're just not financially in a position to do it, and that's the bottom line. I mean, there's just, there's just no financial way for us to do it, and there was no there was not any carryover from last year to seed it. So, Aww. so yeah, it kind of sputtered out. That's a bummer, and it hurts. I, you know, I mean, you're not going to have a heart attack, which is nice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there was there was that that weighed heavy on me too. It was a week after Wave PHP <laughs> last year, and I can't help but wonder: did all the stress nah, from nah, putting on a conference have? I mean, I still think it's mostly hereditary, but yeah, and all that. Trust me, I, 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 yeah, there was a lot of thought that went into this. It wasn't easy. Yeah. All right, we got to end the show before I cry on it. John, John and I have had a lot of ups and downs with our business. Uh, we've lost some big clients. We've not landed some big clients. And, you know, we've lost some good developers and, you know, gotten some good developers. This, by far, is probably one of the toughest things that, you know, we had to kind of concede to as a company. And, I don't know, man. I, I'm, you know, I'm big on community. I, I don't feel, I never feel like I do enough for community, and I feel like this was one of the things that I, I really did well as far as contributing to the community. And now, of course, I feel like I've failed at that. So, no, I apologize to those who didn't make it to Wave PHP last year. I apologize uh, that there won't be a 2019 uh, Wave PHP. You know, who knows what the future holds at this point. But still encourage you to go to one of the other great conferences. Uh, Tech, World, 
Longhorn, Cascadia. There's a what's, bunch what's of the Las ones. Vegas conference? Zen, Zencon. I don't, I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. I think that's gone under too. Oh yeah, that might be completely up in the air. That the company got bought actually this week. Rogue Wave got um, bought. Yeah, yeah. Rogue Wave was bought this week. I did not see that. Nope. By who? Microsoft. Ooh. Duh, they're buying everything. <laughs> By the way, that was a joke in case you're not paying attention. <laughs> I'm not. It's okay if you can't find it. Uh, we, 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 can ha- we can talk about it. Yeah. We don't need to talk about anything with the word wave in, in, in this thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I'm not, not seeing anything about it, but... Uh... I think he's making that up, yeah, trying to take heat off of us. Thanks, Thomas. You're so nice. <laughs> well, I, it's, I, it's a bummer, but I can understand it. I, I saw how much hard work the Wave PHP was, and you're not saying it's never going to happen again. You're saying that... The, it's unlikely. It's unlikely. <laughs> so there's a chance. Yeah. Possibility still on the table. Just don't know where the table is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's your doom and gloom. Beat that. Well, no. <laughs> Not... Definitely I, gloomy. I got, face- I got Facebook shit again. That's all I got. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. Jeff Bezos, which is hilarious. So ready to quit Facebook. I we talked about this last week at the end of the show after we went off air. I tried to quit Facebook and move over to Diaspora and That's just, just the a process using headache. Just the process of of getting an account was such a massive pain in the ass right from the the one page explanation of what the service is is just terrible. In the in the process, before signing up, they recommend choosing a pod. They recommend hosting it yourself. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so if I want to sign up for this thing, I have to have an operating server to put your package on and connect it to the other services, and then I can sign up for it? Uh, well, then people have to join your pod. And right. the whole idea is... You know, your your community would have their own pod, and the pods could talk to other pods, but you know, everything would be secure, and the pod distributed, and blah blah blah. Yeah, and... I gave up so fast on the whole thing. It's it was so stupid, so unimaginably useless. And then each pod provides different services, publishing to WordPress or Atom mm-hmm. or right. Twitter, like. The, there's no way to sign up for this thing that's trying to replace Facebook in any way that someone other than a complete nerd would bother going through. And yeah. But that that leads to the other point, which is that Facebook is ubiquitous now. And their ubiquity is causing them some problems. They're so, they're, they're so much the only option that governments are starting to outright attack Facebook. Um, and the, the big thing today was that Germany, Germany has a, a federal cartel office, which is their version of an antitrust regulator. And I just love the name, the federal cartel office. Where they point at something and they're like, yeah, you're a cartel, you have to stop now. And they pointed at Facebook and said, you're a cartel, you have to stop. And so Facebook Germany is in a lot of trouble. They basically can't collect data anymore. Hmm. Um, and, you know, of course, Facebook's fighting it. But Germany stated that... Uh, Facebook has inserted itself into the social lives of Germans in such a way that failing to use it amounts to opting out of large slices of civic life. 
and thus the take-it-or-leave-it privacy waiver Facebook imposes on its users can't be characterized as an agreement of any kind. Rather, it's a form of coerced consent, which is to say, not consent at all. I, I, that's such great news. That's such a great way of describing what Facebook is. Like, if you don't follow all of their rules and allow them to track you in every possible way, then you're just not allowed on the system. But the system is ubiquitous and, and essential to communication in this age. You, you're just throwing the doom and gloom up and down on me, aren't you? <laughs> yep. I actually heard on NPR this morning that one of Mark Zuckerberg's old mentors wrote a book. It's called Zucked. Waking up to the Facebook catastrophe, where he talks about <laughs> where early on he tried to warn uh, Mark Zuckerberg of, of these potential issues, and is now watching it all kind of play out. But I thought that'd be an interesting read. I, I, it's interesting to me because I think with all the talk we've had about ethics, Mark Zuckerberg is one of the least ethical people in tech today it's there have been calls for him to step down from facebook and amid all of this controversy and and he refuses to step down he keeps insisting that none of this is his fault or facebook's fault but it's the fault of the users who just don't know better because they're dumb and it really it echoes the things that he said in private when he first started Facebook and it's hilarious to me that when the social network came out, the movie, this was, this was a glimmer. This was just a sideline conversation in the whole movie was how bad Facebook is negatively affecting everybody's lives. I mean, there was a, a study out that showed quitting social networks dramatically improves your health, physical health. You know, and it's getting like crazier and crazier where Facebook is acknowledged that minors were using their parents' credit cards illegally and promoted that use. Or they're collecting data on users who are not logged in and not signed into agreements. And I'm getting the wrap it up sign from Eric. You're not supposed to announce well, you, that you're getting it. You're just supposed to do it. <laughs> What's the point of no. me giving you a wrap up? No, I'm not gonna I won't let him just if walk gonna... away with that. Well, I mean you just you're just you really realize you're muted, right? Point. I love you, man. Eric. Yeah, no, he he muted himself and then started talking directly into the mic because he was angry. Am I still muted? Yeah. Am I muted? You're Can you muted. Hear me? We can't hear anything still, you're saying. Still muted. You're just giving me editing work now. You're lying to me now. I know you are. All right. So, uh, I guess that means it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> wrap up the entire show because Eric is gone. How about now? Am I, am I muted no, now? No, 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 no now you're it. back. <laughs> am I back? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. You should answer your question. I mean, yes, we said no wave PHP. My, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be polite and give you a visual signal to wrap it up. Give it, giving you time to wrap I'm, it up. I'm done. I'm done wrapping it up. I have I have All a question. Right. I, there's two two things. I have a question I want to give to our listeners to tweet back at us. Uh, the PHP Storm Blade support plugin. Does it suck, or am I just doing something wrong? Because the formatting for Blade templates, I just can never get it to look right on its own. I have to space everything out individually. It just sucks for me. What? Formatting for blade templates in PHP Storm. You're saying you're saying when you when you indentations in the... and autocompleting and stuff like that. I never I never have a problem with it. I'll, I'll see what I'm using, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't have, it works for me. I don't have a problem with it. The other thing is that I will be publishing a weekly doom and gloom blog post for the Patreons through our Patreon page. So if you do love my doom and gloom and mm -hmm. feel like throwing us some Patreon bucks, it'll be available at the lowest level. And I will quickly cover 
all of the week's doom and gloom and my quick thoughts on it to to provide to all of our loving members. I like how you unilaterally decide it's going to be at the lowest level. <laughs> Thank you. I like it too. <laughs> hey, I, I, I need always, the coverage, man. Thanks to all of our patrons. We appreciate, appreciate I'm you. I'm still shocked there's one. Um, everybody. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry we had... We, it was kind of a sucky show today. Um, Full of bad news. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Extra doom and gloom today. Well, I, All right. Next I think, week, uh, I will have something to say about Lighthouse, GraphQL. I will be doing an implementation this week. Eric's doing so a whole presentation will... on GraphQL next week. Mm. What? No, I'm not. There you are. Do you have that written? Do you have that written? Can you send that over to me, actually? Intro- introduction to Laravel. What? When did that change? <laughs> that oh my gosh! Good. I don't have to go to next week's. Uh, whoops. No, I don't have to, don't have to go to SDPHP Remember, next week. I want. I wanted to do a GraphQL talk, and everybody's like, "No, I'd rather hear an intro to Laravel." Yeah. 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 So I'm doing an intro to Laravel next week, which. Now that well, you remind screws me, me. You really should should start writing that. <clears throat> I'm seeing Matt. I'm loving GraphQL. I'm just gonna put it out there. I, I have I have yet to find any dinks in its armor. All right. Well, did, uh, next next week we will we will dip into GraphQL talk. Cool. Let's do that. Let's make that happen. All right. Uh, just flash the. Flash the supporters up there one more time, and uh, I think that'll be it. Um, this is episode 140. Appreciate you all listening. I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm John Congdon. I'm Tom Radout. Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.